Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it! Then we're done! And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes, get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Uh, let's get it. Good morning, 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 good people. It is Monday, January the 9th, 2023. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G and I'm glad y'all in the building, baby. It's felt like um, felt like some time since I last talked to y'all, so I'm glad to glad to see y'all in the building. Let's see who we got in here. Uh, Marlon in the building, Ty, Johnny, Alex, David, Fizzle in the building. What's popping, baby? It sounds like you on the intro song. Good morning to everybody out there. Leo in the building. I see Jay Peters, Matt Bruning, Lindsey Mack. Andrew, it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. I'm excited uh, because we get to talk rookies. I am just full steam ahead rookie mode. I want to know uh, who's being projected to be picked in the first round, second round. I want to know all that shit. I want to know now. I want to know early. I want to know often. Shout out to the partners, Prize Picks. Use the promo code WAKEUP for an instant deposit match up to $100 for first-time users. Uh, and then also, coffee. Y'all know y'all got to go get it. Michelle Dore. I went and looked at the reviews on this just, just to see outstanding reviews this is delicious coffee gotta have some every morning don't have a cup right now I had to get the kid to the bus stop kids are back at school today happy kids return to school day all the parents out there kids have been off of school for two and a half months for Christmas break get their asses back I mean we were at the bus stop bright and early get them out of here time to go kids are off so it's going to be a good day uh, yeah, I see everybody, everybody in the comments. What's going down, man? Uh, yeah, we're gonna mock. We're gonna we're gonna look at a mock. We will do a um, an actual mock, I believe, on Wednesday and start. The the thing is, I want to at least get mocks that that consist of two rounds because most of the mocks right now are just first round. So if we did a rookie mock based on the first round, we'd have eight picks. So we need at least a mock that will give us a second round. TDN, the draft network normally does that. So we'll be waiting to see if they post the second round of the mock that was just released yesterday. Um, and then we can do like a thorough, proper uh, rookie mock. But let's just talk a little football real quick. Uh, big game tonight. We've got the national championship, Georgia versus TCU. Stetson Bennett versus Max Dugan. Not not a lot of people uh, predicted uh, predicted TCU to be in the national championship, but all eyes will be on that tonight from an NFL draft standpoint. Definitely want to see Quentin Johnson up against Keely Ringo, Stokes, some of these highly touted secondary players for Georgia on the other side of the ball. Uh, Kenny McIntosh, you know, we'll be watching Jalen Carter on the defensive side, potentially the number one overall pick. And from an NFL standpoint, the playoffs are set. So we've got the NFL playoffs set. Kind of a, a weird week 18, right? Teams just resting starters. It kind of felt like a preseason game for some teams, and some teams had to go out there and get it. But we know the Kansas City Chiefs are the number one seed out of the AFC, and we know the Philadelphia Eagles are the number one seed from the NFC. We've got Dallas versus Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay limping in the playoffs, but they do host a home game versus Dallas. The Giants and the Vikings and the Seahawks, and uh, the Seahawks made it in. The Lions beat uh, Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau last night, so they get the 
the 49ers. On the other side, the AFC, we got the Dolphins that snuck in versus the Bills. We got the Ravens and the Bengals again. And then we get the Jaguars versus the LA Chargers with Kansas City again being the number one seed. All roads lead through Philly on the north and a neutral site if it's Kansas City and Buffalo on the east site. So hopefully your favorite team made it into the uh, made it into the playoffs, made it into the playoffs. Spring Jay in to see how he's doing this morning. I don't think we got a lot of news. The only the only thing from the national championship that I'm waiting on, I think Kendra Miller running back out of TCU, yep. uh, highly touted uh, draft prospect is 50-50 to play with an MCL sprain. So I mean, my expectations for Kendra Miller are very low. The fact that he's got an MCL, I just hope he declares. And the fact that we already have uh, one of the running backs uh, transferring. Who was it? Somebody transferred to TCU. So maybe that signals they know that Kendra is uh, is on the move. And that would be great for our rookie picks. But, Jay, how you doing this morning? Yeah, I remember hearing that. I forget. It was, it was a running back from Alabama who's transferring to yeah, Trey TCU. Sanders. Trey Sanders. There you go. And then, yeah, yeah Kendra, same thing, right? He's warming up is, is what we're going to see. Uh, that was from yesterday. He's going to warm up before the title game to see if he can play. Hopefully he can. That would be sick because I think they need him probably to win. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know about yeah. that. I don't know about that. You don't um, think so, eh? You think, nah, you think the backup running back going to be good Yeah, enough? he's pretty good. He's, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, they good. need Duggan to play well, right? That's... That's the what it they comes need. Down they to need. They need. Well. They need quite a few things uh, to happen in order to win tonight, in my opinion. But all eyes will be on the Natty tonight, six thirty, uh, my time, probably seven seven thirty for all you East Coasters, and even earlier if you were on the West Coast. But today we will be taking a look at one of my friend Jordan Reed of ESPN, um, good friend of mine in the space. He released a mock draft last week uh, over on ESPN. First round mock. Some of the draft order and slots have changed based on the. The happenings of yesterday with the Chicago Bears uh, claiming the number one overall pick. Uh, Lovey Smith is no longer the coach of the Houston Texans, but he gave them a big middle finger on the way out by winning. Came back and won. Beat the Colts, losing the Houston Texans, the number one overall pick. They fall to two. Chicago sitting at one. And uh, Chicago in a good spot to trade down, uh, trade up for whatever team may want to come up to get their quarterback of the future and surround Justin Fields with more weapons, whether that's uh, on the outside or up front, or they could take best player available in this draft, Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Bears actually do uh, with that number one pick. I, I know they didn't think that they were going to get that. There were a lot of things that needed to happen, and they all came to fruition as Lovey Smith, no longer the head coach of the Houston Texans. And there's some also... Uh, some more head coaching rumors, Sean Payton, uh, Jim Harbaugh, potentially interested in the Denver Broncos job. We're not going to recap the games yesterday. I don't really think they matter for the most part. I mean, you know, end of the season, Justin Jefferson leads the league in receiving. Josh Jacobs leads the league in rushing. Patrick Mahomes that loses Tyreek Hill finished the season with 5,600 passing yards and 45 touchdowns with no Tyreek and no wide receiver, I believe, going over 1,000 yards on the season. So how he got there, I still have no idea. He's a magician. He's insane. I, I don't know how he did it with 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 what he has around him. He's just incredible. He's going to win NFL MVP. Um, and kudos and, and big props to Patrick Mahomes. But uh, Jay, you ready to dive into uh, dive into this mock and kind of talk about some of these landing spots for these rookies, according to our man Jordan Reed? Yes, sir. Let's get into it. All right, let's get into it. So, with the number one overall pick, which we know it will not be the Houston Texans, but you never know. I still think the fit makes sense, but Jordan has Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama, going to the Houston Texans. I completely agree. The Davis Mills experience with Houston should be over. Um, 
It's not Davis Mills. We're going to have a new quarterback in Houston next year. We're going to have a new head coach in Houston next year. Again, this is this is going to be a common and reoccurring theme. When it comes to Bryce Young, everybody has the image of him sitting or standing next to Kyler Murray in the uh, Heisman House commercial, right? By, by I don't know who does it. I don't know if it's oh, Aflac. I don't know who the hell does it. But we've all seen the picture of Bryce standing next to Kyler, and he looks tiny. He looks a little bit shorter, and he looks much, much thinner than Kyler Murray. And you look around at the NFL, and I'm looking at last night, Aiden Hutchinson sacking, you know, Aaron Rodgers, falling on top of him. I'm I'm just in my mind, I'm like, you know, is is this going to be enough to sway me off of him high in rookie drafts? But then I think back to what he's done over the past two years at Alabama in the SEC, and part of me is like, it's not going to matter. Like he's he's a good quarterback. Uh, he's a talented quarterback. The ball placement we saw him versus Kansas State, showing that accuracy, putting that on wax. I mean, it doesn't matter. Sure, I believe it matters. But is it going to hinder him from being an effective NFL quarterback? Right now, I say no. Right now, I say no. Does does the size matter? I'm not going to say it doesn't matter. Sure, it matters to a degree. But again, is it going to hinder him from being a, a good NFL quarterback or the potential to be really good? I don't believe that to be the case. Yeah, I mean, Ray, I think that's pretty well said. I think the only thing I might change about that a little bit is that I would say, like, more we'll see, right? In the same way that it was Kyler Murray has all the talent in the world, but we'll see if he can get it done at the NFL level. He did it in college. I think the same thing with Bryce Young. There's no reason to doubt him yet, but we've seen quarterbacks who haven't been this tall not succeed before, and we haven't seen a quarterback really outside of, I think Russell Wilson's probably the highest ceiling right now. Drew Brees, obviously, same thing, but those guys are even six feet tall, and he's not that tall, and he's much skinnier than those guys. So I think it's if he can be a unique talent, there's probably no other player that I'd rather it be as that unique talent, but we'll see with Bryce Young. I think he can be. I think the tools are all there. We see he can throw the ball accurately. It's literally just... Can he get it done on the NFL level? And, it, and I think we'll have to wait and see for that to happen. But literally the only knock on the guy is his size. And you can't say that about any other quarterback in this class. Yeah, I'm not even worried about the height, to be honest with you. It's more the weight. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not concerned about the height, per se. I, I think he'll be fine. There's, thing, there's some things you can do schematically from the quarterback position where you can have them take deeper drops, put them on the move, roll them out. Uh, and, you know, if it is, you know, Seattle potentially, I, I like that offensive situation a little bit better. It's the weight, right? Once again, this is a, uh, an NFL mock over on ESPN from Jordan Reed. We'll link the mock in the description. Make sure you check out the whole thing. We're only looking at the offensive players for fantasy purposes. So I'm, I'm not concerned about the height with Bryce, honestly. Like, I, I'm not concerned about that. It's the weight. It's the weight. That's That's where... That's where I'm, that's, well, all these guys, all these guys have warts, right? I don't think there's any perfect quarterback prospect in this class. I don't think Trevor Lawrence was perfect, but he was damn near there. Like you look at him, the size, the speed, you know, the winning percentage and everything. Like he was, if you're going to build one, I mean, they look like Trevor Lawrence. They look like Andrew Luck. They don't look like Bryce Young, but he's just got something that, you just got something that a lot of other quarterbacks don't have, and I, I do think that counts for something. He has the it factor, whatever that may be. I can't quantify yep. that, Those but big moments. Yeah, he has it. Every big moment. I saw him do it versus Auburn coming back a year, uh, two years ago, on route to the national championship run. I saw. I've seen him do it multiple times this year. He has those moments. All right. At the uh, with the second player off of the board, offensive skill position wise for fantasy purposes, Jordan has the Indianapolis Colts selecting C.J. Stroud. And the more and more I see this, 
landing spot, the more and more I'm like, this is going to happen. Whether that means yeah. Indy trades up with Chicago, I could see them moving up to one just in case they're fearful that Houston takes Stroud at two, or they're fearful that the Raiders move up to take a quarterback because we know Jarrett Stidham is not the answer there long-term or even at the start of next season. You can't go into next season with Jarrett Stidham at quarterback. Uh, C.J. Stroud put a lot on tape versus Georgia. His ability, uh, there's no question about C.J. Stroud's ability to deliver the ball in any area that he wants, any quadrant of the field, he can make the short intermediate throws with consistency. He can put the ball downfield, give his big play wide receivers an opportunity to thrive. And we've seen CJ Stroud playing on a field with multiple wide receivers, disperse the ball to a little bit of everybody. So if he can be able to carry that over from the college game to the pros, this is going to be a very good NFL quarterback. I know one of the comps that's tossed around a lot is Jared Goff. And people hear that. And I think people think about that like so negatively, like, oh, my God. But Jared Goff is a phenomenal NFL quarterback. He's He may not be this franchise game changer, but you put him back there with a competent OC and weapons, and he can more than get the job done. We watched that game last night, and all I wanted to tweet out is stop mocking a quarterback to Detroit in the top 10. They're not going to take one. Not when you've got this quarterback on this contract, and he's this good. Jared Goff finished, I believe, top six, top seven in every major yep. statistical quarterback category in the NFL that last season touchdowns, yards, completion percentage, yards per tip. I mean, he's right up there, right? So if you're telling me that I'm going to get that, a 4,500-yard passer out of C.J. Stroud for his career, sign me up. Now, is that the appropriate comp? I don't know. That's just one of the more frequent ones tossed around for C.J. Stroud. But you put him in Indy with Michael Pittman, with Alec Pierce, with the running game and Jonathan Taylor – indoors and he's in the AFC South. I mean, he's playing in he's playing in a dome and what three of the four stadiums in the AFC South are indoor stadiums with Tennessee building a new one that will have will be dome. Tennessee's building a new one that will be dome. Yeah, so yeah. three of the four teams in the AFC South will be indoor stadiums. Sign me up for CJ Stroud just dicing folks indoors, you know, six games a season. What are your thoughts about CJ Stroud the Indy? I love it. I think it makes a ton of sense. You know, Indy now sitting at four overall because they did hop Denver after Denver won last night. So you look at these this fit and you just talk about the, the thing for me with Stroud and I love the golf comp and, you know, I think he has more mobility than golf does, yes. especially out of college. And we saw that obviously in the college football playoff game. But the way he sits back there, delivers the ball, I think is, is a pretty fair comparison. I think he can continue to do that at the NFL level. I'm just imagining now, you know, the Colts go out. They finally fire Jeff Saturday after he lost seven straight games. They go to Detroit. They hire Ben Johnson. And then they draft C.J. Stroud at fourth overall. I think y your point about Houston potentially being hopped is valid, right? Whether it's Indy, maybe Carolina tries to come up and get and get the pick there. We'll see, but I think now that Chicago is at number one, it does open the doors for more exciting trade scenarios down the line. And then even Arizona at three, did, did they trade down because someone else may want to come up for a quarterback as well and hop Indy for that spot? So I think there's a lot of interesting, interesting spots in the draft board, but Stroud to Indy would be a great fit. Hopefully they can revamp that offensive line, get some more weapons for CJ Stroud, and he's already got a decent amount of ones there as well. So I think it's a great spot for a quarterback. It's really just Houston, man. Can Bryce Young and uh, the Houston Texans navigate that situation? But much prefer Stroud going to Indy where I know there's already some good pieces there. It just depends on the coach they bring in and how they build that team around them. 
Yeah, David said no need for Indy to trade up if they are at four, if they want Stroud over Young, because there will be teams. There will be teams that do not have Bryce Young on their on their board because yeah. of the size, because that's just how they draft. They've got to be six foot three, 220 pounds. Like that's just how they draft. So some teams may not have Bryce on the board. Some teams may say Levis and A. Rich are not on our board. There's one true NFL quarterback out here, and it's CJ Stroud. And when you've got a team in front of you that literally could take that player they may not have a choice so uh but for me in my opinion this is for cj stroud i would love this fit again i want to see who they bring in right i don't fool i do yeah. not believe jeff saturday will be named the head coach of the indianapolis Colts. it's jim ursay who knows never know. you never know but i don't think they will i want to see who comes in there's a lot of smoke about um is it the OC for the Philadelphia Eagles? Is it Gannon, I believe is his name? Yep. Gannon from the Eagles getting a job. I'm sure Ben Johnson will be a hot name, but hopefully Detroit can keep Ben Johnson there a little bit longer. I'd be interested to see who the Colts bring in to lead that organization next year, but it, this is it's as good as a fit as it gets, in my opinion. Not only does he have the weapons on the outside, you got a young tight end that I think has a lot of promise in Jelani Woods there as well. So I love this fit for C.J. Stroud to the Indianapolis Colts. Love him in the AFC South. Low market, low pressure, indoor. Love it, love it, love it. C.J. Stroud, Indy, sign me up. All right, next pick off of the board. Here we go. The Las Vegas Raiders find their quarterback of the future or attempt to find their quarterback of the future, and they draft Will Levis quarterback out of Kentucky. Listen, I, I think we can all agree that Derek Carr's days uh, are done in, in Las Vegas. They're done. Yep. Derek Carr will no longer be a Raider. We'll see where he'll play next year. I think there are odds. The Jets are high up on that list of uh, potential landing spots for Derek Carr. The Raiders are kind of a, just a mess from top to bottom. Um, the head coach is a mess. I don't know what they do with Josh Jacobs. I'm watching the game. You got the Kansas City Chiefs doing ring around the rosy, literally, in an in a. Think about it, how – and they scored so a touchdown. disrespectful. And then they scored a touchdown, right? Now, it wasn't the play itself. I mean, Tony made a nice play. But they're, they're, yeah. they're playing they're, – they're, it's an NFL game, and the Chiefs are literally going around in circles, ring around the rosy and run a play and score on you. I mean, if you – that is that the the level of disrespect. There there aren't a ton of things you can do on a football field that are like disrespectful in basketball. I mean, you can get dunked on, you can get crossed over, break your ankles, stepped over like Allen Iverson on Tyron Lou in baseball. You can get the Batista bat flip, just disrespect. Football, you do ring around the rosy and score a touchdown. The disrespect there is just it it, it almost warrants a firing of Josh McDaniels to let that happen off of that play alone. But back to Will Levis. Um I don't know, man. I, I just I don't. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a pseudo Raiders fan. I just don't know, man. I I I don't know. I don't know about the fit. I I don't. I don't know. I know they need a guy. I don't know how that would play out. I just all I'm gonna say is I just don't know about this one. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, Ray. I think you brought up a big point about the Raiders is that their team construction right now is very much in question. You know, you look at that offensive line, it's not very good. We look at Josh Jacobs, he's probably gone. They don't want to pay him. Is Devontae Adams even want to be there with Will Levis at quarterback? And so if Will Levis or any quarterback walks in that situation, what are they walking into? I think that's the biggest question mark for us today in January is like, 
we don't know what that team's going to look like because we think it could, could look drastically different from a draft pick perspective, from a youth perspective. How do they ultimately construct the team? The defense is still terrible. You still got to play Denver, which could be a lot better next year. You still got to play the Chargers. You still got to play Kansas City, which may be good for a quarterback, but the team construction, the coach situation, not very good compared to some other ones that we see on the board. So I'm kind of with you. I think it's a it's a murky spot. If Levis went there, I probably wouldn't have him too high. Again, top 10 pick, which is great. But when you're in a situation like that, you just pray that Devontae Adams is there and that he can throw the ball to Devontae Adams. Because without that, he's got pretty much nothing around him. He's going to be throwing to Matt Collins and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, which is fine for a good quarterback, but for a quarterback who is trying to work his way into the NFL and learn the NFL game, not the best situation. So I think it's very up in they, the air as terms of... They answer, do have weapons. Answer. They do have weapons with Waller, with Renfro, with Adams, with if they bring back Jacobs. Uh, I don't think... Here's my thing. Why, why, for me, the Raiders don't make sense for Tom Brady nor, nor Aaron Rodgers. They're not a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers away from winning. Like, Tom Brady goes to the Raiders. I don't know how much better of a situation that is than he is currently in Tampa Bay. Like, that, the yeah. Raiders aren't winning the AFC West. They've got to get through Kansas City. They've got to get through the Chargers. They're not winning the West. They're, they're not strong contenders in the—like, this, is, this isn't Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady, for as great as he's been, if we're being real— He's been kind of subpar this year, and you could either blame yeah. that on Todd Bowles, blame that on the Bucks, blame that on Byron Leftwich. Rodgers, yes, he could still deliver the ball. The dime that he dropped to Christian Watson last night, phenomenal. But even he isn't – like those teams, those players, I don't think are good enough at this stage of their career to set a franchise back from taking a chance on a, developing a young quarterback that could be there for five, six, seven years. What's why take a fly, a one year rental on a Brady, a one year rental on a Rodgers for a situation where you're not going to win? So as as ownership, as as a true like make something happen. I, I'm not if I'm the Raiders, I'm not passing on whatever quarterback of choice is available for me for Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Can't do it. Like it just I, I don't think they are a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers away from competing. If that's the case, you get your young quarterback, you develop around him, you see what you have in him, and you move forward. And if it doesn't work, then in a couple of years you know. But I'm not I'm not investing in Aaron Rodgers or, or Tom Brady if I'm the Raiders. That doesn't mean that's not going to happen. Just in my opinion, nah. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. Do, All right. Do you think A-Rod retires? Uh, who knows? You saw that random. You saw that random. Did you watch the broadcast last night where Jameson yeah. Williams asked him for his jersey? Yeah, and he was I, like, nah, I put bro, that in the yeah. I put that in the Discord. Yeah, I, yeah, I watched it. Um, yeah, he said he's got to keep this one. Him and Randall Cobb walking off together yeah. into the sunset. Yeah, I mean, you know, Scott Connor. If y'all missed it last night, Destination Dynasty Live. Scott Connor was on this channel last night for an hour, taking questions, talking to the people about the dynasty landscape. Uh, you know, we've been talking about it. He says he seems to think the the Packers got to make a decision. They either got to go forward with Jordan Love, or 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 they got to let him go. Like it's it's one or the other. What are they going to do? Does he retire? I don't know. Is he done in Green Bay? I think so. I believe yeah. so. I don't think he's coming back to Green Bay. What's that mean for the rest of the assets that you hold in Dynasty from Green Bay? Whether that be Aaron Jones, um, AJ Dillon, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. I don't know, but I, I don't, me personally, where I sit today on January the 9th, I don't believe he's going to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers next year. We'll see. We'll see. But if I'm the Raiders, I'm, da I'm damn sure not going after Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. No thank you. All right, here we go. 
At number nine overall, the Carolina Panthers in Jordan Reed's mock select Anthony Richardson, the dynamic quarterback out of Florida. And Jay, I think we're finally at a point now where the uh, A-Rich naysayers are at least coming around to the fact that he is getting big time steam in the NFL draft community, in the NFL world, where, you know, Scott talked about it last night on the show, probably top 15 for all four of these quarterbacks. So you look at the Carolina Panthers currently without a head coach, Steve Wilkes. I thought he did a phenomenal job as the interim head coach. I don't even know if they won yesterday. I wasn't even, yeah, they did win. They beat the New Orleans Saints 10 to seven and this close to sneaking into the playoffs. But we know Sam Darnold did not play well, and we know that he's not the quarterback of the future. So the Carolina Panthers replaced one Cam Newton with another type of Cam Newton-type quarterback. Anthony Richardson, the most dynamic athletic quarterback I think we've seen coming to the NFL in a very long time. Now, we did have Justin Fields, uh, so maybe... Maybe since 2021, Justin Fields is pretty damn good. But when you're talking about a cat with his size, with his speed, with his athleticism, with his arm strength, and essentially the draft capital where I believe he's going to be a top 20 pick in the NFL draft, Carolina Panthers, Terrace Marshall, DJ Moore, you know, who knows? They may, they've may still got Chupa Hubbard under contract who's shown to be a capable, you know, NFL replacement level starting running back. We'll see what they do with Deontay Foreman, what they do with their additional draft capital. But you got to get a quarterback, right? In a division that could be losing Tom Brady, that's sort of up in the air. The Saints, who knows yep. what's going on with them? The Falcons, I think Ritter's played well enough to at least earn a Davis Mills level of opportunity next year. I'm going to say that again. I believe Desmond Ritter has played, has progressed well enough over his last, I think he started four games. Each start, he got a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. Is Desmond Ritter the quarterback of the future in Atlanta? I don't know, but I do think he's earned an opportunity to get a Davis Mills type trial experiment next year. And if it fails, then they'll just draft a quarterback in 2024 when you've got two outstanding prospects that would easily be QB1, QB2 in this class in Caleb Williams and Drake May. Uh, Anthony Richardson to Carolina, Jay, I personally like the fit. There are rumors that, you know, Jim Harbaugh may be interested in that job. I don't know who's going there, right? Last time Jim Harbaugh had an athletic-type quarterback, he had Colin Kaepernick doing work and Greg Roman calling plays. Rumors are Greg Roman's on the outs with his brother. John Harbaugh, who knows what can happen, could, could... could Roman go from one Harbaugh to another, reunite with the old Harbaugh, get their version of uh, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick from an athletic standpoint? It's going to be interesting. I like the fit. Today, I like the fit of Anthony Richardson in Carolina. Yeah, Ray, I'm with you. I think I think from a talent perspective, I love the fit. The question that I would pose to you is how do you want to how would you want the Carolina Panthers to navigate the situation? So they drafted Anthony Richardson at nine overall. The expectation from the fan base is that he's probably going to start out the gate, right? Which we're not really hoping for. Who would you want to go to Carolina to maybe be that bridge quarterback for Anthony Richardson so he can sit for a little bit to learn? Or do you think at nine overall, he just kind of has to start because of that draft capital? I I could see it both ways, but if there was a quarterback that could go there, let's say the coach, you know, is, is a fine coach. We're not like upset about the coach or anything like that. But then who's a quarterback that you maybe want to go to Carolina to teach Anthony Richardson, how to play quarterback mm. in the NFL? That's a good question, man. Um, you got to think it's of which tough, right? which it's quarterback tough. would be willing to accept that role. Uh, off the top, Jacoby Brissett comes to mind. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett is is probably the name that's going to come to mind for me for uh, every young quarterback. Like if you if you can get a Jacoby Brissett in there to play to start to to be there. Yeah. 
even if Jacoby started eight games, I think he's a, a, a consummate pro who would be able to teach Anthony Richardson for him to groom Anthony, you know, for, for a rich to sit behind. I think Jacoby Brissett for me immediately, immediately comes to mind. I see Tyrod. Yeah. I don't know about Tyrod yeah. Huntley. Uh, I, I, think, I think players uh, who just accepted their role as a backup, right? As a veteran right. in the league, I think that's where Tyrod is a good fit. He wouldn't be trying to take the job necessarily from A. Rich. He would understand that that's not you know his place in in the offense and on the team. But yeah, Jacoby, I think is the he's the he's the perfect player because he's talented enough to start for a franchise for a season. We've seen that for multiple years in the NFL. But he's kind of accepted his role as a premium backup in the league. Mm -hmm. And so if Richardson gets hurt, needs extra time, I think you'd be comfortable with Brissett starting. But ultimately, he understands that Richardson is the future. And, you know, kind of like we saw this season, he'll be on his way out. And Deshaun Watson will be in, right? Can I give you another name, potentially? Um, what about Taylor? I don't know his contract situation, but Taylor Heineke. Ooh. What about Heineke? So my only fear with Heineke is Heineke feels like a gamer, right? Like he's he's going to be the guy. Yeah, that wants but to he's not. For the job. But yeah, he will compete. He but he he'll, I, compete. I, I, he'll compete for it. But Heineke's got to realize he and he <laughs> he's not a shoe in to be a starting thirty two. With, with Heineke, I think Heineke kind of makes sense. Heineke, Jacoby Brissett, depending on yeah. what New Orleans does, Andy Dalton maybe. I, Dalton again, would I don't. Be good. I don't know any of these contract situations. They could be locked up for ten years for all I know. But I'm just I'm looking at the teams and thinking of which players would maybe be able to be that bridge kind of guy. What do you think about? Yeah. I, I'm gonna get gross here and I'll leave it alone. Mitch Trubisky. Oh man, don't his days just feel done? I don't they know do. who's going to sign Mitch Trubisky. This yeah. Someone probably will as a second string, third string quarterback. Maybe a Houston, right? May sign him. Just yeah. bring in a quarterback that, that can run an offense. But yeah, with how bad he looked this year, I mean, they're going to move forward with Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. And who knows what happens with Mitch Trubisky. He probably gets released. <laughs> Lindsey Mack said no. Lindsey Mack said uh, no, no, no. Gross face on Mitch Trubisky. I just I threw one out there. I knew it was gross. Uh, but hey, Rich, the fit. Jay. He goes to Carolina as a top three, as a as a top ten pick. Is there any Locked chance? Locked in top three. Locked in top three. I don't think I go higher than that. But he's. It depends on what happens. Locked in top three, though. I'd say if he's top ten pick. I definitely in this mock, he's over Levis. I could make the case for Stroud. I think. I think Stroud is probably the guy I may make the case for. And then obviously, I love Bryce Young. But I think you know, however you want to slice it. He could be your QB1, but I could see him being QB2, and I don't think you want to have a much lower than that unless you really want to have Bryce and CJ ahead of him. I probably wouldn't. It'd probably be one or the other, depending on how I feel about the situation. And then boom, because I I think some of these some of these quarterbacks will have good head coaching hires. Some of them will have, you know, kind of iffy ones, right? And so I think that may sway me just a little bit. All right, let's go with the next player off of the board, and we've got a wide receiver being paired to with Bryce Young. I 1,000% Houston's think Houston's going to do this. I think they're going to take a quarterback and they're going to take a receiver. They went offensive line last year in the first round. They went cornerback in the first round. I don't know what Brandon Cooks' situation is like. Nico Collins is not that guy. They have nobody else outside to throw to. Chris Moore and Amari I don't even, Rogers. Amari Rogers. They're going Jordan to take Akins. a. They're going to take Jordan Akins catching touchdown passes. They're going to take a quarterback. And a wide receiver in round one. Like, I wholeheartedly believe that. They stay in state. They get Quentin Johnston again. We see him tonight versus Malachi Stokes. We get to see him tonight versus Keeley Ringo. It's going to be a big... Now, there's a lot of names being thrown around for old Quentin Johnston, right? And yes, they they, they drafted Mechie last year. 
But, you know, the, he's dealing with, I believe, um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and I don't I don't know his status with 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 dealing with the treatment and being able to come back and play. Um, I don't know his status on that. But the Houston Texans, uh, Quentin Johnston in Houston with Bryce Young. I would like it. I, I would like it. Um, I, I'm, I'm struggling with QJ, Jay. I, I, I'm struggling with. Like what I really think when when I'm looking at these all these receivers, they're so different, right? Quentin Johnston, the big freak, he's the most physically imposing wide receiver in this class, not even close with his size, his speed, uh, his athleticism. But JSN, fantastic player, man. Like he's great. Yeah. Addison, smooth. Uh, you know, the, 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 I can make a case. We got Kayshawn Boutte in the class. Boutte is in. I don't even know if we talked about that last week, but Boutte is back. He ain't gonna be a yeah. first round pick. But he's back. I just, I, I don't, I know where he's going to go in rookie drafts. Quinn Johnson's going to go high, and I don't know if I'm prepared to take him 104, 105. I, I don't know, man. It could. Tonight's going to be big for him. Tonight's going to be big for him. Yeah. And I think he's going to play play well. I just, I'm struggling with these receivers. I like all four of them. I like all four of the top guys, or the top three guys, the top three guys: JSN, Addison, and Johnston. I just don't know what to do with them, man. I don't know what to do with them, but I do like the fit of Quentin Johnston with the rookie quarterback in Houston. Yeah, Ray, I think it's it's funny. I, I don't think Quentin Johnston is wide receiver one locked in just yet. But like you mentioned, tonight he could basically be there, right? He could. National stage, national championship. Yep. If he has another performance like he did in the last game, he's probably locked in at wide receiver one because none of these guys are playing any more games. Yes, the combine will matter, but QJ will look just as good in the combine as everybody else, right? And so I think this may sway some people, some evaluators, some scouts, because it's a big stage against Georgia. If he, you know, goes deep on Carly Ringo, it, you know, he might be over. QJ may be wide receiver one. Does he go only at 12 though, Ray? I think there's maybe a chance he even goes higher. He, yeah, than that, that's what I'm saying. We've seen a lot is, of yeah. receivers go higher. Yeah. So... I like the fit with Bryce Young. You know, Bryce Young's had, you know, tall, fast receivers before that he can throw the ball to. I think QJ is a slightly different fit than what he's used to playing with, but I think he'll adapt and, and be able to get the ball to him, which is really all that matters. And then I like the fit in Houston. I think there's no target competition. He's probably walking into 100 targets. You probably should draft him safely in the top six or seven because the targets will be there for him. It's just, can he produce in Houston is really the only question, but I think he's going to be just fine. It's just, like you said, is he wide receiver one? Not for me, but if he gets drafted there, I, I can't really blame any any uh, NFL owner GM for taking him because he does have a ton of potential if he realizes it and could be the best wide receiver in the class fairly easily because of that. Listen, this is, I've been saying this for months. I, I think I'm telling you that the stain of Big 12 wide receivers or in particular TCU with Josh Doxson and Jalen Rager are going to be very hard for some people to just get over. They're just going to be like, I'm not buying into a TCU wide receiver. I want nothing to do with Big 12 wide receivers. I try not to do that. You got to scout the player, not the helmet, right? But there's a fair question. Like, you know, uh, Adam says, has TCU's offense changed since Rager? I remember he came out with minimal stats, do their offensive scheme, but check the boxes. I mean, they've, they've well, changed. New they, coach, right? They changed new coach. But, I mean, I, I get the overall sentiment of what he's saying. Like, it, why... If this guy's the one, why why didn't he just destroy this year? He only had 59 receptions. He'll have yeah. more tonight. You know, just cracked over 1,000 yards. I, I understand. 
but he is big. He is fast. He is going to get the capital. And with the capital is kind of is going to come opportunity for him to get on the field early and opportunity for him to play. This is listen, man. Every every one of these guys, every one of these wide receivers, at least the top three that we continue to talk about, and if you want to extend that onto the top five by adding uh, Kayshawn Boutte and Jalen Hyatt into this mix, Jay, all five of these guys, there's something that went wrong. JSN, hurt all year, yep. didn't play. Quentin Johnson, Quentin Johnson, TCU wide receiver, Big 12 wide receiver. Kayshawn Boutte, sex parties and asked to leave LSU. Just He's in the draft, sex party in Atlanta, got wild. They had to get him out of there. Who knows? He was, And here's the real, here's the real deal about Boutte. If we're keeping it a buck, we're just being 100%. He was outplayed by Malik Neighbors. If y'all don't know who Malik Neighbors is now, I've been telling you since the beginning of the season, the next great LSU wide receiver wears number eight. Malik Neighbors is going to check every analytical box. He's got the side, the speeds. He was the best wide receiver on LSU last year. And if and towards down the stretch, you know who the second best pass catcher was? Mason Taylor, a freshman tight end, who's incredible. You're laughing. But it ain't no laughing matter. The son of Hall of Famer Jason Taylor, Mason Taylor Ah. is fucking legit. Like, he's good. Mason Taylor is the real deal. So you've got that with Kayshawn Boutte. And then Jordan Addison, the same people who hated Devontae Smith, they're going to hate Jordan Addison because he's skinny, he's smooth. So there's just going to be a lot of – there's a lot of stuff around all these guys, and they're probably all going to be first-round picks. I like Johnston paired with, with Bryce Young. Long story short, I like the pairing of Johnston uh, with with uh, Bryce Young. So here's the thing. Um, best player available. Next player off of the board in Reed's mock, I've seen him as a top five player in the class, period. Overall, top five player in the class. So this is the this is let's talk about this one. So we've got right here the Detroit Lions. At 18, selecting running back Bijan Robinson out of Texas. Bijan Robinson to the Detroit. Are you okay? Are you all right over there? I don't know what you're laughing I'm at. I'm Are good. you good? Are you good? I'm Talk good. to me. Go ahead. This is this is like a worst case scenario for anyone who likes DeAndre Swift. Because, I mean, let's be real. DeAndre Swift's going to be, I believe, on an expiring contract coming into next season. They draft Bijan Robinson. Jamal Williams probably gone. Shout out to Jamal Williams, even give him a shout out. Broke uh, Barry Sanders' record, leading uh, rushing touchdowns for the Detroit Lions. But yeah, Bijan Robinson going to this offense would be incredible. You know, hopefully they keep Ben Johnson so he can continue to run that offense with Bijan Robinson. But I mean, R.I.P. DeAndre Swift. There's just there's no if ands or buts about it. DeAndre Swift is a great running back. He's always hurt. You're bringing Bijan Robinson, who is a far more talented rusher and receiver, in my opinion. And Detroit's offense will just keep going. Jared Goff, you have Jamison Williams, you have Alvin Ross St. Brown, DJ Shark. We'll see what they do with him, whether they replace him or they retain him over the next season. Jared Goff continues to deal behind that offensive line, and B. John Robinson can run behind that line. It, it's a great fit. It just sucks for anyone who likes DeAndre Swift. Okay. So is this a primary need of Detroit? No. But when you get a player of his caliber that falls to you and potentially you don't believe in what you have in the backfield right now, I'm not saying it's a pick that I would make, but I can 1000% see it happening. You know what I mean? Like I could, Oh yeah. this is, this is the case of need versus BPA. There's no doubt in my mind that Bijan Robinson is one of the three or four best players in this entire draft class. I don't give a shit what position you're talking about. There aren't five players better than Bijan Robinson in this class. And it comes down to is this a team 
that drafts for need, or is this a team that drafts for BPA? BPA at 18 is Bijan Robinson. Is that their need? No. We know that they need secondary help. We know that they need linebacking help. They did find a stud on the line. Is a rotational player right now, but we'll see what James Houston can develop into opposite Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson looks like the second coming of Abosa, right? He's going to be great. Um, this is what it comes down to. I I I 1,000% believe that they don't believe in DeAndre Swift to be the full-time guy. They want to use him as a complimentary piece. And I don't know what happens with Jamal Williams. I don't have his contract situation pulled up. I don't know how long he's signed to. But this would tr- he's a free agent. So if I'm Jamal, I'm, I'm bag chasing. You're a running back. It's probably, you're coming off of a 17-touchdown season. I'm trying to go get paid if I'm Jamal Williams. I, I mean— He's going to be set after football because he's got the charisma, the, the gregarious personality, yep. but I'm trying to get paid. And with that offensive team, the offensive line, the weapons at receiver, I, I could see it happening. I'm not saying that I would do it, but I 100% could see them could see them taking Bijan because he's the best player on their board when they jump up to the clock at 18, if he's there, which I don't even know if he'll be there, but if he is... I could 1,000% see that happening. Yeah, and so even in Reed's mock, right, they, he took he had Brian Brees at six, which is the Detroit's other pick, right, the higher pick where everyone forced yes. him to take a, uh, a quarterback. He had defensive tackle from Clemson, Brian Brees. So that obviously would solidify the defense to some degree, and then you come back with B. John Robinson. I think, Ray, we've seen the success of the run game for Detroit, and I think they should continue to try and run the ball. You don't need to air it out. They were so successful with play action because they ran the ball so effectively. You bring in a running back who's far more talented than Jamal Williams to run those runs. And all of a sudden, that offense becomes even even more potent, and that play action game only gets better. Yeah. Again, this is we and and like you said, so they their their biggest need is defensive line help, linebacker and cornerback. I didn't even read that on the bottom. There it is, right there. But they did take Brian Brzee earlier in this mock, so they did address one of the positions of need, which is defensive line. At this point, at eighteen, I'm looking at the mock. I like I'm looking at it, Jay. I don't know who I would take ahead of him. Like I, I'm it's, looking so at. So it's if you like Ringo, right? So Ringo no, went a few picks no, later, but yeah, no, I probably wouldn't make that no. decision either. That's I'm not probably. Take, I'm not the taking Keely. I'm not taking Keely Ringo ahead of Bijan Robinson. I like Christian, Christian Gonzalez. Gonzalez. I like him. I'm not taking him yeah. over Bijan. Cam Smith. Those are the only cases I think you can make. I that, think it's it's Christian Gonzalez or Ringo. If if you yeah. like one of those guys better, like you said, it's it's fit versus need. And I'm kind of with you. I think the need or the fit of Bijan Robinson and the talent and the BPA aspect uh, slightly outweighs either those two quarterbacks or cornerbacks. But they're both uh, fairly talented players, though. Yep. And and here's the thing: Bijan's going to be a first round pick. I think he's probably. Yeah. <laughs> there's reports that Gibbs is getting 25 to 20, 20 to 25 consideration in the draft. Okay. Say so he's going to run four three two. Maybe he sneaks into the back of the first, but Bijan's going to be a first-round pick. All right, let's go talk about the Green Bay Packers and their selection of tight end Michael Mayer for new starting quarterback Jordan Love. So Michael Mayer to Green Bay, uh, biggest need. They got safety, O-line, tight end. Probably quarterback would be on that list as well. Um, yep. I, I, I like Jordan Love. I, I, I know a lot of people... They I, I think I've, I, I want to see him. I want to see. like the, Here's the thing with Love. They drafted him in the first round. They're going to give him an opportunity. They're going to give him an opportunity to start. Now, he's had to sit for, what, three years? How long has Love been yeah. sitting? Three years? It's basically three years, yeah. Three years? To, so, the, like Scott was talking about, they have to decide on his fifth-year option this offseason. 
And so that's part of the whole decision process is that even if you're going to trade them, you probably want to pick up that option because that gives the, the other team who gets them more cap flexibility. And if you do want to retain them, obviously it gives you more cap flexibility. So that is part of it as well is that decision they make with this fifth year option is huge. But yeah, I've been sitting for three years. Michael Mayer in Green Bay, though. I don't know how to feel about it. I don't. I don't know how to feel about it. You it's just a, don't like. You just fit. don't like Mayor and uh, Joe. I I see you talking about take Ringo. Listen, I, I don't just like do fantasies. I've I've watched a lot of Ringo. I don't think he's. I'm not. I don't. I'm not taking him over Bijan. I think he's fine. I, first of all, I think he's too heavy. I mean, I played cornerback. Okay. I think he's too big. He looks like a safety to me. Like he legit Six, two, looks two ten. He looks bigger than that. He looks like a linebacker. He look when you watch him play. He looks like a linebacker. Um. I, I'm not taking Keely Ringo over Bijan. Like that's just me. That's my personal thing. Having watched Ringo, been a fan of Ringo since coming out of high school, I'm just not taking him over Bijan. Uh, Michael Mayer at at 19 to Green Bay. It's fine. It's fine. Give your young quarterback fits a, fits a need. Fits the yeah. offense, right? Like, yeah. Get get your young quarterback a, a security blanket, right? And that's what Michael yeah. Mayer would be. We know he's not Kyle Pitts. We know he's not. Noah Fant level of athlete, but he's a plug and play tight end. He's he's a plug and play tight end from day one. I don't get all the Michael Mayer hate. Not everybody's gonna be Kyle Pitts, right? Not everybody's gonna be Kyle Pitts. I, I think he's gonna be. I think he's fine. I think Michael Mayer. You'll you'll look back and be like, he's a good tight end. Like I want some Michael yeah. Mayer. I think I yeah. don't think we'll be like, man. He, I, I gotta have yeah. like he's Travis Kelsey. I need I think me he's, some Michael Mayer. Yeah, I, I think he's fine though. I think he's a fine think- tight end. I think the biggest problem for Mayer with me is that you look at the first round tight ends over the past few years, and he's not an athlete of even an Njoku or an Engram or a Howard, right? When they all came out and they were all first round tight ends. And so that's, it's, he is living and dying off the production. And, you know, we'll see what happens with production, but it's, uh, and he's produced. And we know that we know there's no correlate. We know there's no correlation between production at tight end. In college NFL to the NFL. Yeah. We know that. But he has produced. He has. Matt Bruning said Ringo is not a corner in the NFL. He's a, that's how I look. I, he look. He feels like a safety to me. I just, I've seen him getting, the, I, I've seen him getting taken to the woodshed outside. I'm very, I'm very curious to see him tonight versus QJ. I'm very yeah. curious to see that individual matchup. Like, as far as individual matchups, that's the one I'm paying attention to more than anything. Um, I like Tomlin's Hodgins on the outside, uh, opposite corner on TCU. I don't. I, no one really scares me on the outside for for Georgia, and of course we want to see Brock Bowers play. All right, where are we at? Where are we at? So we just talked Michael Mayer to Green Bay. Yep. We thought the fit was okay. Let's talk about this one: Jordan Addison to the New York Giants, and uh, we're at the point now, Jay, where I think everybody can stop mocking a quarterback to the Giants. Yep. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Uh, <laughs> Listen, did you see Kenny Galladay almost catch a touchdown pass last night? Almost. Uh, did they overturn it? Did they or did they count it? I saw it, but I, I didn't think know. They, ca- Dude, they counted it. It was. It yeah. was like yeah, turning was, back the clock six turning, years, yeah, right? Ten years ago, <laughs> Kenny Galladay end zone touchdown, right? Uh, random end zone shot. Didn't yeah, catch it with one hand. Random. Crazy. Uh, but Crazy. we're not. Yeah, they, we know that the Giants need a wide receiver. So Jordan Addison. To the Giants, I think it's a great, great, yes, yes, great pick by the Giants. Jordan Addison, Wondell Robinson, win healthy, and Isaiah Hodgins on the outside um, as the big is the X receiver. Jordan Addison, maybe Jordan Addison plays the Y. They flank him around. Wondell on the slot. This is great for Daniel Jones. This is 
you you talk about hand and glove fit. This is a hand and glove fit with Daniel Jones and what he wants to do. Jordan Addison there. Let, let me just ask you, like they, they both got first round capital. Addison to the Giants or Quentin Johnston to Houston? That's tough. I think both are in great situations, walking into targets. Oh, man, that's real. I want it to be Addison. I think Addison's in a better offense. Obviously, those playoff Giants are going to be good for a few years with Dayball. I like the way he'd scheme him up. Like, Ray, how could you not imagine? And again, it's not the same. How does he not get used exactly like Stefan Diggs was used in, I know. in Buffalo? I know. How, I know. I think, I think the size, the, the comparables yes. to the skill set all match up for him. And so if you just look at it from that perspective, we said, well, man, if you get Jefferson in that Diggs role, he could be really good. And he was really good. And you think about putting Jordan Addison, a very talented wide receiver in that Diggs role in this in this Dable offense. That's what it's missing. And if he if he can succeed in that role, he would be damn good. And so then you look at Houston, you're like, OK, QJ is going to get a ton of targets from Bryce Young, which is great. But we don't know the scheme, the utilization. I think I'd probably trust Dable in that offense and Addison to in be the, Dayball, the I trust. Wide for sure. In yeah. Dayball, I just trust him. I I yep. trust him with my life, man. I trust him with my life. Whatever Dayball touches, I believe it. So far, so good for Brian Dayball. He's got the Giants yep. in the playoffs. This was the team, if you go back to August when we were looking at some early mocks and ADP, Giants were picking top five every mock. Top five, top yep. five. Uh no, Andrew, the time to trade for Daniel Jones was back in October when I kept telling people the easiest super flex quarterback buy in Dynasty was Daniel Jones. You could have got him for like a second round pick. I mean, I got yep. him in some spot. The easiest super flex Dynasty quarterback to acquire that was still young enough to command some sort of upside. I love it, man. I freaking love this for the Giants. I love it for Daniel Jones. Stock up for everybody. With the 23rd overall pick, the Baltimore Ravens select Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver from the Ohio State. Only five catches this year, but you go back to his true sophomore season, 95 receptions, 1,606 yards, and what, nine touchdowns that year, sharing a field with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. I like him. I mean... I don't know who wide receiver one is. I like is. him. Don't like I don't the know. fit. I, I, I love, I love JSN. I, I don't know who WR1 will be. Um, last year, I went through the process and, and just watching the games like on TV. I was like, Burks, Burks, Burks. I broke down the film, graded him out. Drake London was higher than, than Traylon Burks for me, and he ended up being my one. I know how he's going to grade out. And he's going to grade out high because the things that I like in the wide receiver, because it's my little model, my process, like I, it's what I like. He does all those things. You don't have to be a blazer to be effective. You don't have to be Tyreek Hill to be good in the NFL. There have been plenty of wide receivers that run four, five, four, six that are absolute monsters at the next level. And I think JSN is that guy. I saw a comment earlier. He's he's hawked down in the open field by corners and 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 and. He's not a blazer. I'm not going to double knock him for that. We know going into the process, JSN is not going to run a 4-3. I've seen some people say he's probably going to run in the 4-5s, which would be great if he did That's that. Fine. Doesn't matter to me. I don't I don't really care what his 40-yard time is. It's already been it's already been sort of proven in fantasy that, that there's there's little correlation to running a 4-2 and being a fantasy superstar. So, can you separate? Can you get open? Can you make yards after the catch? Yak, yak, yak. I'm big on yak. And JSN can do that. I don't. I don't know about now the fit to Baltimore. Fit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now let's talk about the fit. What about the fit? Awful. 
awful fit, right? It's terrible. Um, you know, and I think people just need to understand that, like, I think we've learned our lesson. Rashad Bateman went to Baltimore, hasn't really worked out. Now he's been injured a lot, to be fair to him. But it's just not a spot you want receivers to go. And and to, but to your point, right? Greg Roman gets fired. They change the offense. Ooh. That would be like nothing bigger would be if they bring in a new OC, right? And they change the offense entirely. They, you know, tailor it more for hopefully a passing game with Lamar Jackson. I think it's a fine fit. In my opinion, he would probably be the WR1 over Bateman. I think he just does a better job getting open. I think he's better after the catch than Bateman. And I think the way we've seen Bateman utilized is more of a deep intermediate role, which we didn't expect from him because that's not really his skill set, in my opinion, but that's how they're using him in the offense. So that's the route he's going to run. If they bring in a short intermediate guy, which JSM would definitely be if he's there with Bateman. I think Bateman is probably just a deep threat at that point. Clear out for the guys, run the deep routes, and then you have Mark Andrews over the middle, and then you have JSN in the short and intermediate. And both those guys, in my opinion, would thrive over Bateman. Jay, I'm looking for the, because uh, I just want to show it right now. I, I just, I'm looking for the uh, the video that I sent you the other day. I'm about to post it in here. The vi- this is this is all I need to see. Let's 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 drop this in the stream. Let's just. Jay, th- this is this is all I need to see. When I saw JSN, I sent you this the other day. Working him here, catch the ball. Yep, yep, gone. Right when you can move like this in short areas, Jay, I'm in, baby. Jay, I'm in. Sign me up. Oh, I don't. I'm my, my bad. Sign me up. No, sign good. me up. Sign me up for JSN. If he's doing shit like that, sign me up. I, I'm telling you. If, if I'm just looking at how they play wide receiver, I don't think there's a better one in the class. There's no doubt. I'm so that happy, right? There, there's this no me, da- This makes me so happy. There's no doubt. How happy this makes me? <laughs> there's oh. no doubt Quentin Johnston has the skill set and inventory to be a monster. Like, no doubt. At that size, that speed, monster. But you're just talking about, like, good at playing wide receiver. There's none better yep. than JSN. Like there isn't, and, and and I don't care how fast he is. I don't care about how high he jumps in the in the in the vertical jump on the field, baby, on the goddamn field. Jay, no wide receiver better than Jackson Smith and Jigba. All right, I'm so happy. It's just we come full circle. You used to be a big wide receiver guy. Your wide receivers need to be six four. You need to run fast, jump high, and now you're like, nah, it's okay. I'll take the guy who's actually good on the field, who can get open, run routes. All right, it's just so so proud of you, Ray. All right, let's uh, let's get with the final pick of this mock. The Justin Herbert-led Los Angeles Chargers, who you saw Mike Williams got dinged up yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just, oh, dude, just always, always, game. always hurt, always hurt. Uh, they select Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Speed threat, one of their biggest needs, according to Jordan Reed, is the wide receiver position, D-tackle and tight end. They're not taking a tight end here. They're not taking Darnell Washington at 24. Uh, so you look at wide receiver, and you've got the remaining best available is, is Hyatt. You've got Rasheed Rice. You've got Zay Flowers. You've got Kayshawn Boutte. You've got Jalen yeah. Hyatt. I mean, Jay, Scott Connor has talked about I believe Justin Herbert's average depth of target is is ridiculously low for as yep. good as he is. Like he's he leads the league in passes thrown at or behind the line of scrimmage. He's not pushing the ball downfield and I believe that's a byproduct of not having a guy to go do that. Like they don't have a guy consistently that can stretch the field. Jalen Hyatt averaging almost 19 yards per catch last year with Hendon Hooker. They'll probably ask him to do about 3 routes. 9 route Deep dig routes, shallow crossers. Just do those three things. Utilize your speed. I think this would help Justin Herbert. And I do believe 
that this fit and this player, like, un, like, let's just talk about fundamentally what's happened. You've got a wide receiver that was drafted in round one to a team with a generational talent type quarterback in Justin Herbert, right? There's no doubt the talent that he has. You're talking about a perennial 48 to 5,200 yard passer uh, when, when his weapons around him are healthy. Like, so fundamentally, everything that you're looking for is there for, for a wide receiver to be successful. We just don't like the player that much, right? So I yeah. think what would happen is people would fade Hyatt. Ah, don't really like Hyatt. I don't I don't care if you like him or not. Like this is what you this is what you're asking. Like if this were Jordan Addison, we'd lose our mind. Wide receiver one, right? You've got wide receiver, capital, tethered to a good quarterback that needs a player with his skill set. I mean, he's a first-round rookie pick. Like it or not, I mean he's a value at the back of the first. That's just what Jalen Hyatt would be. If this landing spot were to come to fruition, yeah, I, Ray, you hit all the all the big points here. But yeah, I was looking up Justin Herbert's air yards per attempt, six point nine for his previous two seasons. It was at seven point six, so he's you know naturally dumping the ball off more. We talked about that's kind of a product of Lombardi's offense, and you know if they do fire Lombardi and, and bring in a new offensive scheme, that would obviously change things for Herbert because you see him push the ball down the field. He just doesn't really do that that much. So hopefully, we will find a, a offensive coordinator who can really utilize Justin Herbert's skill set to the best of his ability and really push the ball down the field instead of just dumping it off to Austin Eckler. But, you know, we'll see. I think to your point about Hyatt, the deep threat is massive for them, and he can do that better than probably anyone in the class, I'd say. You know, you look at what he did in the SEC, it's very difficult to deny that he yeah. is probably the most talented deep threat in the class outside mm-hmm. of, you know, maybe a lower-tier guy that we just don't know as much about. But to yeah. do that, win the Blitnikoff, all those things, is, uh, it really yeah, showcases won- his talent. He won the Blitnikoff, and, the and I know that I know that doesn't mean much, but he was crowned the best receiver. He just, I just know yeah. that he's not a sexy name because he wasn't a Debbie darling. A lot of yeah. people had no clue. No, if, if y'all are being real, some of y'all probably had never heard of Jalen Hyatt until midway through this season. Never even heard the name. Until the Alabama so, game. Right? right. So now that his name pops up, it's kind of like, uh, it, I, I, I'm still, I'm going to take Kayshawn Boutte, who was drafted in round three, over Jalen Hyatt because I don't like him. I don't know him, right? Tennessee's offense. I don't think he's 19 one of the, yards per reception, Ray. 19 yards per reception. He's got a particular set of Crazy. skills, and he does that very, very well. So those were all the offensive players in Jordan Reed's mock. No Jameer Gibbs in round one. So no Gibbs, no Boutte, no Darnell Washington, no uh, sleeper quarterback. And again, this mock was posted five days ago, but I love Jay Reed. He's one of the sharpest draft minds that I know. Great friend of mine, great mentor, uh, just somebody that that I aspire to to be the type of deliverer of information that he is. I wanted to take a look at his mock. We'll link the entire mock in the description of this video. We've got a couple of Super Chat questions, Jay, that we've got to get to before we get out of here. First one from Chris. Here we go. Uh, league draft before the NFL draft or after. Oh, boy. I was very loud and vocal about <laughs> you cowards out there. Stand on your scouting process. Do your rookie draft before the end. I mean, I was on the top of the the top of I summited Everest. I did this, Jay. I summited the top of Mount Everest and shouted down on the peasants who were too cowardly to draft before the NFL draft. And you know what happened? They I, dra- Willis I, dra- I drafted Matt. Cor- I, drafted, I drafted Matt Corral at the 103. I, I took Isaiah yeah. Spiller at 160. Listen, I still like it, but <laughs> you better if, if just you're feeling bold. You if you're better just bold, it, it's fun. I yeah, love it. It's I think fun. Draft it's, day really fun. 
it's also maddening. It was stressful. <laughs> Last year yeah. it was not fun. When you've got when you're sitting on those Matt Corral and Malik Willis shares and round one ends and they don't get picked and round two ends and they don't get picked and you're round like, three ends and they still yeah, don't get picked. You're just yeah. screwed. Um I still like it before. I still like it before, but yeah, I, I think I would take the sure thing and not try to play the uh QB value game there. All right, we got another one right here. Got another super chat. Uh, Morton Ray been offered Joe Burrow for 23, uh, 101, 105, and Sam Howell, my other court. Yeah, I, I want Joe Burrow. Yeah, I want Joe Burrow. Want Joe Burrow, eh? I mean, he, he, he's basically saying Joe, 101, 105, and Sam Howell or Joe Burrow. I want Joe Burrow. So you want Joe Burrow for Bijan Robinson Joe and Burrow. Anthony easy. Richardson? Easy. Easy. Okay. Give me Joe Burrow. Easy. Okay. Give me Joe Burrow. Give me Joe Burrow. I don't even care who your other quarterbacks are. Um, he says he has the 109, 111, uh, the 201. Yep, give me Joe Burrow. Easy. Go go smash, accept that. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. Here we go. Would you rather have the 106 or Stefan Diggs, Jay? 106. Really? I think 106. I think so. Mm. I think you can make the case either side. Jameer Gibbs or Stefan Diggs? I, I think I'll take Diggs. But what if it's not Jameer Gibbs? What if it's Quinn Johnson? Then I want Stefan. I want Stefan Diggs over 106. Stefan Diggs 106. Uh, I'd love to see what the chat says. I don't think that trade is going anywhere though. Like today, I think if you take 106, you could probably get Stefan Diggs in a couple weeks. Anyways, you probably get him back or an equivalent player back. Uh oh, David from across the pond. You see, he's got a Jaguars jersey on. Can you both give me your best Duval? I got you before we get out of here. I, I got you, David. You sent the super chat, so damn it. I will do something strange for a little piece of change. I will do the Duval County shout out for you after the show. But that is it. We looked at Jordan Reed's mock. I think we are going to do an actual rookie mock based on TDN's going to give me a round two. I'm going to talk to him today, make sure we get a round two so we get more players in the pool. We got an actual mock coming on Wednesday. Make sure you wake up with us on Wednesday. Make sure you go back and watch Scott Connor's show, Destination Dynasty, live on this YouTube channel. If you did not watch it, I highly suggest you go back. Started talking about the 23 class. He answered a ton of questions before last night's Sunday night game. Um, so make sure you tap into that. We got 4D chess. We got off the line fantasy. We got America's game with Eric Vanek. We got a lot of dope stuff. A newsletter is free 90 line. Link in the description below. Jay, also, we didn't do it at the beginning of the show. I wanted to save it for the end, but you will be going to the senior bowl, man. Congratulations. Yes, you got yes. you got credentials. So we got to get you set I up did. to be at the senior bowl this year. And probably the best news that I heard all weekend as we get out of here and start our week off on a positive note. Tamar Hamlin is up and he's tweeting and and yep. he's 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 in good shape. He's he's still in critical condition, but at least the spirit is there. Uh, he, I saw him uh, joking around on Twitter and taking pictures. So to see Demar Hamlin uh, back and did you know that um, I I saw something I can't confirm if it's true or not. But when Buffalo returned the first kick return for a touchdown, it had been three years. In three yeah. months since they last that, yeah. had a kick return for a touchdown. And you talk about Crazy. coincidences. DeMar Hamlin, number three. It was three years, three months since their last kick return touchdown. Man, life is crazy. Insane. Life is crazy, man. So happy for DeMar Hamlin. Happy for everybody being in the building. If you have not hit the thumbs up button, do that. Hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe to the content. And for my man David from across the pond who sent the change, I'm going to do something strange. Duval! Wake up on Wednesday. I'm out. Peace.
Thank y'all for watching the Wake Up Show with myself and Jay Rich. If you finished the show and you're still hanging around and have yet to hit the thumbs up button or subscribe to the channel, do that right now and turn them alerts on while you're at it. If you want more exclusive access to me, Jay Rich, or the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free 99 content and if you want to get in on that action use the promo code wake up over on prize pick for a 100 deposit match up to 100 for first time users and a brand new show dropping on the mojo youtube channel myself and jay rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week this fall over on mojo it's all gas all the time. Love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.